1: We're your hosts, Brendan and Catherine.
0: Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 291. We are continuing our Marvel Mondays. I know it's releasing to you on a Tuesday, but we're recording on a Monday, so we're counting it still. We haven't done one of these since the Captain America and the Winter Soldier series wrapped up, and now we are halfway through Loki, so we thought it'd be a good time to do a mid-season review. We also have to be very careful of saying Loki too loud because our dog will lose it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that is the one con to doing this, but like Brendan said, we're super excited. We have obviously loved the series so far. Our minds have run rampant with lots of different theories and ideas and thoughts that change. Every single week. So we're excited to kind of hash that out.
0: Yep. So this is just kind of a pulse check halfway through. What do we think so far of the series? What do we think will happen in the last three episodes of the series? I feel like this one in particular and WandaVision was sort of the same way. Like we really have no idea. I feel like we're about to just get punched right in the face and, you know, do a complete 180 in the direction that this show is going. It just kind of feels that way to me.
1: It does truly feel like anything could happen at this point. And I think it's supposed to, since Loki is the God of mischief and he definitely has something up his sleeve. I feel like right now, I feel like there's a lot more action to come and I'm kind of nervous because of it.
0: So I want to talk about one thing before we get deep into Loki. What came out today is people have realized that there is a change to the final scene of WandaVision. Have you seen this yet?
1: Uh, No. Okay. A I change?
0: Thought, I thought maybe you had seen this. So, in the final scene of WandaVision, whenever they are panning and zooming in on the cabin that she's yes. in. And it's passing all of the woods and the forest and the snow and whatnot going up there. They went back and they changed that scene a little bit where they added some more trees. And then there's a little blur that's coming across the screen and going towards the cabin with you, with the camera. And so of course, just unspeculated rumors started immediately. People saying, Oh, well that was Dr. Strange when they took him out because Kevin Feige said, you know, he was supposed to be in the final episode, and then people said, no, that's Vision going to check on her, yada, yada, yada. However, I'm here <laughs> to say that with 99% certainty, I think it was an editing error. I saw someone break it down where if you go a couple seconds past that, when Wanda is on the front porch before she walks inside, in the previous version of it, there was this weird beam of light that really you could tell wasn't supposed to be there. And you can almost tell that someone just masked the shape of that light and they didn't keyframe it correctly. And so it backtracked it to the beginning of the scene. And that's why there's this blurry orb, because it's where they basically cut out the little orb of light to move it. Are you following?
1: I'm following. So basically it's a dud. Yes. And this whole thing is a dud.
0: And basically I share this just because that's where the state of Marvel is right now. WandaVision ruined all of us forever, I think, of just unsubstantiated theories just running wild. I honestly love it, though. I think it's awesome. But now Marvel can't even go in and clean up a little light orb that they wanted to without someone picking up, hey, look, there's a little blur there. Do you think that's Doctor Strange, or do you think that's Vision?
1: I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think my mind is blown right now that it was nothing. I expected something more spectacular, and I'm a little disappointed right now.
0: Hopefully that doesn't take away to the ending of WandaVision for you.
1: No, it didn't. I'm still, we're still here.
0: Okay, so we have just sort of some talking points to talk about for Loki, both talking about the first three episodes and then looking towards to the last three episodes. And I think where I want to start is someone that has not had a ton of screen time so far, but I'm interested to know where you stand on her. And that is Ravana Rainslayer, the judge. Do you think she's good? Do you think she's bad? Do you think she's indifferent at this point? To me, it seems like she knows a lot more than she's letting on.
1: Yeah, I don't trust her. She looks like a girl with a lot of secrets.
0: It's hard to talk about her without bringing up this theory that Kang the Conqueror is going to be the villain. And if he doesn't unveil himself, at least in this series, then he will unveil himself in Multiverse of Madness i pretty sure he's a confirmed villain in Multiverse of Madness. And so if you're not familiar with Kang, basically he, his whole goal in the comics was to conquer different multiverses. And so it would make sense if he was in control of or influencing the TVA or the quote-unquote timekeepers. So I guess my theory is that there are no timekeepers, that it's Kang running the show and in the comics Rain Slayer and Kang are lovers and i think she's protecting him so i guess at this point do you think she knows that the timekeepers are not i guess there's so many different questions here okay sorry too many questions at once go ahead yeah Good you're turn. getting
1: a little excited over here First off, I do not like this judge. I think she's the one pulling the strings, so I'm not quite sure if she's working with this Kang that you speak of or what it might be, but I think there's more that she knows that she's not telling us. I think Mobius believes her and trusts her, and he shouldn't, and I don't like her. I would agree. So for that reason, I don't know what to think about the timekeepers. I mean, it would make sense that there are no timekeepers, and that's why she guards them so heavily. Because with everyone that we've met so far, she's the only one who claims to have access to them at this point. No one else has seen them or knows how to reach them, which is interesting. It seems like Sylvie knows how to find them because of her mind- games, but that's about it. So there is a location he's hiding or they're hiding somewhere, which again seems weird. If you were running a super secret operation, why would you just sit in a room by yourself all the all the time?
0: So let's go on the record right now. Do you think it's Kang running the TVA or do you think there are timekeepers?
1: Uh. I guess Kang is the best option. I just hate to jump on that train because kind of like you mentioned.
0: It feels like Mephisto.
1: It, yes, it feels very much like what we've seen over and over and over again, where we expect these new characters and these cameos. And I don't want to anticipate someone new because realistically, we have three episodes left. A lot can happen in three episodes, but I don't know if that much can happen.
0: I'm just going to say, we love quotes taken out of context. Tom Hiddleston did say, episodes four and five are where things get crazy.
1: Well, okay. Thank you, Tom Hiddleston, for that. My girl, Elizabeth Olsen, also led us astray before. So I don't know who to trust, but I do think. That the timekeepers are not necessarily who they say they are. And I would even just go as far to say if maybe we don't get Kang the Conqueror, you know, in this series, it might just be I don't even what's the judge's name? Renslayer. Renslayer? That's a weird name. I think it might just be her kind of manipulating everybody. Is kind of where I'm at.
0: Well, and I think you have to also look at the bigger picture to know that everything is not going to be hunky-dory at the end of Episode 6 because it's setting up Multiverse of Madness. And it's setting up all these other different things that are going to happen. So they maybe will be able to overthrow the TVA and it sets everything into haywire.
1: It already is, though.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's... Where we end, but it's not going to be nice and tight up with a little bow, I don't think.
1: Which is why I'm hesitant. Hesitant for what? For Kang to jump on the Kang train. <laughs> the Kang train.
0: <laughs> Hashtag Kang train. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I think it's logical that we would not actually see him unveiled until Mar- Multiverse of Madness.
1: Unless it's like some kind of end credit. Scene at the very, very end. I don't know.
0: All right, let's shift over to Mobius. Now, Owen Wilson, I think, has been absolutely fantastic so far in this role.
1: Yeah, I love him. I'm sad that we didn't get to see him at all in episode three. I feel like I missed him and his personality and his over-optimism of everything. Like, he's just so content with how everything is. And that is eerie in itself. Because, honestly, who loves their job that much? Let's be real.
0: So let's get into the speculation of who do you think Mobius really is? Is he a nobody? Is Was his former life just a guy in the 90s who loved jet skis? <laughs> or does he have some larger role? I will share the theory that we talked about today, and then we can debate whether we believe it or not. So we heard, and we read about this theory today, talking about since we saw young Sylvie in this new mid-season trailer before episode four, we know that Sylvie was brought into the TVA at a very young age, probably eight, nine, ten years old is how old that girl looked, do you think? Yeah. And... The theory was is that since she was brought in at such a young age, someone had to become her caretaker or guardian or whatever, and that could have been Mobius, and he basically could have been now working his whole career in order to reach Sylvia again, because maybe she learned the dark secrets of the TVA, of that all of these people had former lives, or maybe she learn something about her version of Asgard, that the TVA or Kang did something to them, and Mobius basically took her under his wing. I think that'd be really cool to see. I don't know if I'm quite on board with that yet. I don't know if we have enough information for me to buy into it yet. I guess two questions here. Would you like to see that, and can you buy into it?
1: going to be a no from me, dog. On both. On both. Yeah. I don't buy that at all. I think that's, I love like a good far-fetched imagination. I'm here for it. I think that one is kind of crazy. I'm more so on the more feasible side where I think he was at one point a variant of some sort. They basically, Mind-washed him like what we saw with the other TVA agent. He was probably from San Diego since that's where the snow globe was from. He probably, I don't know. He has like the beachy kind of look to him. So I feel like that's where the, um, the jet ski comes in. And I just think he, I don't know. I saw another theory where he could be some sort of Loki variant. Of some sort. I don't know. There are so many theories. I just, I'm going to go with the safe theory.
0: You think he's just a TVA agent in over his head on a big project?
1: No, did you not hear anything that I just said?
0: What, what do you, that's, everything that you said led up to that he's just a TVA agent.
1: I mean, he's a TVA agent, but I think he knows somewhere deep down. I don't know.
0: Wait a minute, so you just questioned me on if I was (laughs) listening to you, and then you couldn't say it back to
1: me. I just feel like he is not lost, but he knows there's something else out there. Like, I feel like that's why he's obsessed with Loki, because Loki is mischievous, and he has the ability to, you know, warp things, and he has these magical abilities And I almost feel like there's a connection between the TVA and the fact that they have pulled the wool over everybody's eyes and Loki and what he literally does all the time with, you know, illusion.
0: So are you saying that you think Mobius knows that the TVA is not pure?
1: Potentially.
0: (laughs) You're being very noncommittal.
1: I... (laughs) It's hard to commit. Yeah, I mean, I just think maybe he started to put the pieces together, and maybe that's why he's so interested in Loki. Because it's almost too too much to buy into. Like, he really believes all this? How does he believe all this?
0: But the other agents do.
1: But they're not as smart as Mobius M. Mobius.
0: Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. Precisely. Do you, so do you, one of the other talking points I had was, do you think Sylvie and Mobius know each other? I guess I'll let you answer. I, I presume your answer is no.
1: I think Sylvie knows him. I think Sylvie knows a lot more that she's about to reveal to us. I feel like she's given us little pieces of things that we kind of already suspected, like maybe the TVA. Isn't that great? Um, and I feel like she knows. I mean, obviously, that's why she's trying to get this revenge, basically.
0: So, what do you think her story is?
1: I'm not sure. I I mean, it sounds like it from the trailer. She was obviously taken in at a very young age. I don't know if they planned to train her and use her. In some way, to keep the timeline the way that they wanted it. And she escaped and now she's wrecking havoc on everything is kind of just what I imagined. But I feel like she also knows that these people were brainwashed.
0: She takes pity on them. Yes. Well, and I think that... Do you think there's a possibility that the TVA is collecting Lokis?
1: I mean, that would be an interesting collection. I would, would you want to collect Lokis?
0: Maybe. I mean, if you just see, I think we're really getting a glimpse into how powerful he is and she is. You know, I think that we've only scratched the surface on both of them discovering their full abilities.
1: Well, yeah, because we even saw Loki is still learning new things. Like, he's learning from Sylvie.
0: So let's talk about in episode three, the drunk scene for Loki. Is he playing her? Or do you think he really drank too
1: much? I could see this both ways. Because he seems the type to overindulge. But he's a trickster. He likes illusion. And I feel like by creating this illusion of chaos where everything is out of control and they're going to die anyway, she will give up all of her secrets. It's going to make him more powerful. It's going to give him the upper hand, which, of course, he likes. And in return... I guess he would capture her and bring her back to the timekeepers. I mean, that's his ultimate goal. Wouldn't you agree? In all of this so far, his main goal has appeared to be he wants to meet the timekeepers. He wants that power. Like, this is his new. To overthrow them. Yes.
0: Because he realizes how powerful the TVA is. Yes. Yeah. So it's
1: almost like he might be tricking her to win their favor.
0: So my theory on this is that right before Sylvie took a nap on the train, they were having the conversation about their mothers and their upbringing and love, and then they shifted and they started talking about their powers. And Sylvie explained how she was able to use enchantment and mind control. So I think maybe in that moment, she was susceptible and Loki enchanted her. And he has created this entire false reality for the two of them as he's trying to pry information out of her, like you said.
1: Which is exactly what she did to that girl at the very beginning with the margaritas.
0: Which, So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good—I mean, I think it's a plausible explanation for how this doom and gloom situation is really not doom and gloom. It's just Loki— making all of this happen.
1: Well, because we obviously know that they're not going to die. We know that there is more to this. This is not the end all be all.
0: Well, that's a good talking point. There's a lot of people that say, and Marvel has kind of hinted at this is that only one of them is going to come out of this series and enter back into the MCU, the sacred timeline, whatever you want to call it. Do you have a prediction and do you have a preference?
1: I mean, I'm obviously partial to Loki. I feel like it would be like them. I mean, they already killed him off once. I mean. Twice, really. <laughs> <laughs> a few times. Okay, he's been, he's died a few times. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, this was his redeeming moment and if only one of them makes it out, like, he lets her be that person. I don't know. That's hard for me to, I can't, I don't want to think about that.
0: Well, it'd be hard to believe that Sylvie could just come in for this series and then never, we never hear from her again. So I am. So why
1: not both? Why can't we keep them both?
0: We could. I mean, I would like that. I told you when they were talking about their mothers, I think I paused the episode and said, like, what if Loki takes her to Asgard? Because his mom is still alive right now. and. Let's them meet each other. Like, that would mean so much to Sylvie to at least have some maternal figure.
1: But how would that change things?
0: I'm not saying it would change anything. I'm just saying that that would be a nice moment in both of their character development.
1: And I do think this show is full of character development for Loki. I feel like we've already seen a lot of different sides to him, which I have appreciated.
0: I mean, I think you can't look past when he watched his life in that office about a couple of things. A, he realizes that he does not show his mother how much he actually loves her. B, he can see that when Thanos killed him, that Thor actually cares for him and Thor loves him as well, which I feel like he questions the original Loki and, and where this Loki is
1: 2012 Loki.
0: He questions that quite a bit. And I think just those two things have a huge impact on him. And I think they're eating away at him, you know, knowing that he just had to see that unfold to be a really big shift in his character. I mean, we saw that in the previous Loki, for lack of a better term, that over time he understood you know, all of the things that happened in his life. This Loki's learning it in a much shorter time period.
1: Well, and I think more than anything, too, he's obviously still somewhat obsessed with power. I think he sees that he never gets that. And I feel like 2012 Loki, despite all the lovely things that you just talked about, he's still going to be searching for that power, which he is. He's mind blown that these stones that everyone is obsessed with have no value here. He doesn't understand why. He's starting to pick up that these timekeepers are invaluable, and he still wants part of that. So, even though I do think he has those same soft spots, I still don't think he's like mushy, nice Loki that we want. I still think he's a little devious.
0: So what other things do you think will happen in the last three episodes?
1: Well, I am interested first off to see how Mobius comes back to them or how they get back to the TVA. I mean, one thing that's come up in my mind is the beaker that they have, the keypad, I guess, which he showed that is broken. I don't think it's actually broken. I feel like that could have very easily been an illusion. And he kind of has it in his back pocket once he gets the information that he needs from Sylvie, maybe at the last minute, then he takes her in and they'll be waiting for them.
0: Or he abandons her.
1: Mm. I feel like she's kind of like the prize. Like she well, is yeah. she's what's being hunted. He can't go back empty-handed.
0: She's his get-out-of-jail-free card.
1: Yes, he's not going to let that just go. And I think in the preview, you saw them. No, I don't think. I know you saw them at the TVA with the collars on. So clearly they end up back there somehow.
0: Do you think uh, there will be a jet ski scene?
1: There better be. There better be some little hint of it. Or maybe even just like a flashback scene where we get to see him like in his prime on a jet ski. I feel like we deserve that. Because what a, what a weird thing. Who was just sitting around in their office like, what could this guy be obsessed with? Jet skis.
0: What do you think about, I mean, do you have any speculation on Sylvie's backstory? How she got brought into the TVA or anything like that?
1: I just feel like it stems from the fact that she's a Loki. She must have done something in her childhood. Maybe it was just as she was learning enchantment. You know, obviously, you could kind of see she got mad and like poof a little bit. Maybe when someone died or something happened, it was a much bigger Wanda-like poof, maybe, and they brought her in.
0: So do you think maybe it has something to do with her mother's death?
1: Potentially, although she did say it happened when she was, did she say in age?
0: I think she just said she didn't have very many memories.
1: So maybe, I mean, we obviously know from WandaVision that grief is a huge part of what happened with Wanda. I mean, it was everything wrong with Wanda and why that whole scenario happened. So I feel like maybe Sylvie did something similar. There are a lot of parallels between this and WandaVision.
0: Yeah, I feel like Sylvie's going to unveil her backstory and it's going to be very deep and very serious. Very sad. So do you think she is good or bad? Or is that the premise of the show is that nobody is good or bad?
1: I mean, I yeah, I think... I think even with Loki, that's like the ultimate question that we always have with each other. Is he a villain? Is he good? Is he helping? Is he just hurting everybody in his path? I think we obviously see that with the TVA. I think Sylvie will probably be no different. I think that's just like a common trait. Everyone's a little good. Everyone's a little bad.
0: So based on the first three episodes, how would you rank it versus the other two Marvel series so far?
1: Ooh, obviously, WandaVision is it over obvious, everything? Though?
0: Is it obvious? Though?
1: Jim, you asked my opinion. Okay. Yes, in my opinion, WandaVision over everything. I do think episode three of Loki kind of threw me for a loop. We talked about it felt very much like Mandalorian, where there was a lot of action. But at the end of the episode, you were asking yourself, did anything really happen here? So I know it's setting us up for something. We compared it back to WandaVision where we didn't see Mobius. So obviously they're working behind the scenes. So I'm interested in what their rebuttal to all of this is. So I feel like I'm going to rank it higher than Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier is three for me, two is WandaVision, and one is Loki. So far.
1: You are a sucker for Loki.
0: This was the series I was most excited for.
1: I'm excited to see what happens at the end. Since, again, we know that it's going to tie into what's to come.
0: Do you think Chris Hemsworth is on the screen at all?
1: Unfortunately... I'm going to have to say no.
0: Do you think Dr. Strange shows up?
1: I'm going to say no again.
0: Do you think we see Miss Minutes again?
1: <laughs> I hope so. I do enjoy Miss Minutes. She's cute.
0: I think, yeah, I mean, I think we had questions before about this is a first time director and Kate Heron uh, First time on this scale of her taking on a huge project. And then something else that you and I talked about was the decision to make Tom Hiddleston an executive producer, I think, was brilliant. Because at this point, Loki and Tom Hiddleston are synonymous. I mean, nobody knows him better. And you can tell, you know, it's silly, but when you watch like the late night talk shows and stuff where they have all of the people and the cast on to do the games... Tom Hiddleston knows about as much about Marvel as anybody.
1: Yeah, he he's brushed up on his facts. There's some of them I that feel... you can
0: tell that's like, okay, you show up, you play your role, and you go home. But like him and Tom Holland and Benedict Cumberbatch, you can tell, like, these people have studied. Like, they've read the comics. They know everything about their characters and their stories.
1: Well, I think it just makes him that much better at what he does.
0: Yeah. So, ultimate question, is he going to stab Sylvie in the back? No. Is he going to stab Mobius in the back?
1: Absolutely not. I don't... I He <laughs> does stab a lot of people in the back.
0: Will Sylvie stab him in the back?
1: I bet she'll try. I think Loki has the upper hand on her.
0: You think he's more powerful?
1: I think he's more powerful. I think... He's a little more devious because I still, he is 2012 Loki. Despite seeing his life literally flash before his eyes at the end of the day, he is that version of Loki. But
0: he's changed.
1: But has he? Who knows? So I don't, I I don't think he's going to stab them in the back, but I think... He is always a few steps ahead of everybody else. So he has a plan, and he's going to take the long way around to his plan. He's going to make everyone feel like they're on board. He's going to make Mobius feel like you know he's in charge. He's going to make Sylvie feel like she's in charge. And at the end of the day, he's going to get what he wants.
0: Do you suspect this ties into any movies besides Multiverse of Madness? Do you think it impacts Black Widow at all or Spider-Man? Or anything like, is this what rips the whole thing open? And that's where we get the different Sony Spidermans mans and stuff like that?
1: Uh, I mean, you're much more on that train than I am. I Again, just don't know because if, I'm very hesitant.
0: I just don't know if this is the event. Like, there's obviously an event that happens that rips it open. And a I, Nexus. Yeah, a Nexus. I mean, so it could have been Wanda, could have been this, could have been both. But something happens where we get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Mans. So I don't know what that means. Now if we get X-Men, can we go down this path again?
1: No, I refuse. I refuse to go down those trains again.
0: All right, so any other thoughts heading into the last three episodes? I think we'll do another one of these after the finale, right?
1: I feel like we have to. We have to see how far we've come. Because a lot is going to happen. We know that for sure. I'm excited. I'm more excited. Is this a competition? Yeah. Okay.
0: Are we going to watch it in the middle of the night or in the morning, episode four?
1: We're typically um, watchers in the morning. Because if not, we're just going to think about it all day. So have to get it out of
0: the way. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know if you have any thoughts on Loki halfway through the season. We will be touching base after the season finale in episode six, and then we will start our preparation for Black Widow. It'll be here before we know it. You're excited for that one.
1: I'm excited for that one. I think it's going to be awesome, and then, they've definitely made us wait.
0: Then Eternals, and then... Spider-Man.
1: I'm excited for Spider-Man too.
0: Not eternal, so.
1: No. Couldn't care less. No, you will care. I will care, but I'm not excited.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be back on Thursday for part two of our Pirates of the Caribbean episode. On Wednesday night, we will be hosting our live show with our July preview of Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Catch that on YouTube and Facebook. Same time on Wednesday night, we'll be posting the audio to those if you can't catch us live. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will chat with you real soon.
1: Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure you subscribe and leave us an iTunes review if you enjoyed the show.
0: Between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland or visit DetourToNeverland.com.
1: We appreciate you letting us be part of your day.
0: See you real soon.